At Gates, we are passionate about the Word of God. We hope the message you are about to listen to empowers you today. Been in a series that we started a couple of weeks ago entitled The Spirit of Truth. And we're going to look at some things tonight because I'm preparing the way to preach and teach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. But in the last two weeks, we've, or the last two times I've, we've ministered, we've shared some things just talking about the origin of the Spirit of God and where, we, where the Spirit of God has come from, at least where the earth is concerned, how long the earth has been here. We started in Genesis 1 and we've worked our way talked about Jesus' ministry and how the Spirit of God was in Him and how He operated, looked at a number of different examples of the Apostle Paul, and then we last week spent time in 1 Corinthians 2, and I really encourage you to read and study that whole chapter. We're going to look at three or four verses from there at the end of this message tonight. But, um, but it's really important to understand what we're talking about tonight, to be able to freely receive of the Spirit of God. It's very important to understand this. And what we're looking at tonight is the Spirit of God in relation to salvation, being born again, and the Spirit of God in relation to being baptized in the Holy Spirit. We're not going into the, the details of being baptized that the Bible's full of, but I want to look at the difference in the two. You may be, bab- you may be born again and baptized with the Holy Spirit, but I find in talking to fairly educated people and people that have been born again for a long time, I find in more cases than I should, I find where this is a confusing issue. People have a difficulty grasping the two and understanding them. And part of the Great Commission in Mark 16 and verse 15 He said to them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. If I say to you what I've just said to you about the difference in being born again and being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the difference, it's not two different spirits, it's two different experiences. And if I just tell you that we need to know that and I don't preach about it, nothing will change. If you don't understand that, you won't understand it when we leave here tonight either, if we don't preach about it. The Great Commission was not to just kind of go tell everybody what they need. The Great Commission was to preach the Word. He said to them, Mark 16, 15, Jesus said to his disciples, go into all the world and preach the good news 
to every creature. Jesus saves. Jesus heals. Jesus prospers. Jesus delivers. Jesus will set you free. Amen? That's the gospel is defined as good news. That's the good news of all those things. But you have to preach it. If I stand up here and tell you that it's, it's very important that you understand that by His stripes you're healed, and you just need to understand that. But if I don't preach it to you, there's not going to be any manifestation. If you don't hear the word preached to challenge your faith, nothing will change. And so tonight, I'm going to preach to you about the Spirit of God in relation to salvation and the Spirit of God in relation to the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to answer the why to the three examples that I gave you, the three illustrations that I gave you. Sound good? Okay. Here we go. 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 16. Paul says here, And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you, everybody say me. In other words, he's talking to you. Paul's saying, For you are the temple of the living God, As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. That's been God's plan from before the foundation of the world. The manifestation came to Adam and Eve. They lost it, but His plan never changed. The redemption was set up before the foundation of the world, to liberate us so God wasn't shocked when Adam and Eve gave it up. He already had the plan. And the plan was to redeem you and I. And he said here, he said, I will dwell in them and I will walk among them. That's the plan that's been set up from before the foundation of the world. I will be their God, they shall be my people. Today, he's my God and I'm some of His people. Amen? How about you? He's my God, and I'm His people. I'm part of that people thing. He's all about people. Can you say amen? Amen. He lives in us. Glory to God. 1 Corinthians 6 and 19. Or do you not know that your body is the temple, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you? See, he's talking to the Corinthian church here. He's not talking to the world, not talking to unsaved people. He's talking to church people, born-again people. Do you not know that your body, in other words, houses the Holy Spirit? whom you have from God, and you are not your own. You're not your own. You're not on your own. You're not trying to figure this thing out on planet Earth by yourself. 
you have the Spirit of God. If you're born again, you have the Spirit of God inside of you. That's who you and I are, he says here. Third chapter of 1 Corinthians and verse 16 says this. Do you, do you not know, this is a question, this one verse is a question, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the Spirit of God dwells in you? Do you not know that? For me to answer that question, I say, absolutely. Yes, Father, I know that my body is the temple that the Holy Spirit lives in, And we're not talking about that tonight, but all through Scripture, he talks about take care of this thing. Because whether people believe this or not, he needs you here. When you're done, you're done, and you move on to the other side. But he needs you here, and to remain here, you have to be healthy. And so you got to do things to keep yourself healthy. Number one, believing the Word of God. Believing the Word. And you'll never effectively believe the Word of God if first you're not born again, and second, you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. So that your temple, your body, who you are, can effectively do what He wants. That's why we're here. One of, the, one of the greatest, I've, I've had a lot of really good revelations through the years, but one of the ones that I've gotten is, I'm, he just said it right here in, the, in that 16th verse, um, or, or in the verse before that, no, no, in the 6 and 19 verse, he said, you're not your own. And there's something about understanding that that liberates you. You don't get to make choices based on what you think is right. Not if, not if He's in you. And He's in control and you're learning to yield to that and allow Him to control everything about your life. You, you're, you're not, it's not about you. And you don't get to live this life like it is. But you'll never, you can tell a lot of people that and it doesn't make any sense. And that's what we're going to get into in here in the next few verses. You can tell people that, but it makes no sense. Yeah. What do you mean? I mean, God gave me a brain. I can figure things out on my own. I, I don't need everybody, and I don't need to ask God every time I, you know, need to get my car and drive to the store or whatever. Well, I've heard some stories where if they had it, they'd probably be still alive. Do you think that God's concerned about every single thing in your life? I'm telling you that He is. But you can't convince somebody of that that's not, number one, born again, number two, not baptized in the Holy Spirit because they don't know how to, to activate the awareness of the Spirit. The Spirit of God is right here, right now. He's a person. I had somebody ask me one time, well, how tall is he? I don't know. How tall are you? <laughs> he's probably all of our height. <laughs> Who knows, right? But he's here. 
He's here right now. His Spirit of God is here right now, right here in our presence. But the only reason I know that is because he's right here. I talk to him all the, all the time. He's the last one I talk to when I close my eyes at night. He's the first one I talk to when I, my eyes open in the morning. And I've learned in the last couple of years that he really likes it when I tell him that I love him. Love you, Lord. I love you. Hmm. I love you. Man, he loves it. He loves that. He loves his children to love him. And if you don't tell him you love him, you'll never work that out in your mind that you really love him. The more I've said it, the more I've realized it was already there. It was there all the time. I just wasn't, I, I mean, yeah, if you, somebody asked you, do you love God? Oh, absolutely, you love God. But loving God is knowing that he's real and embracing him and receiving from him the things that he's done for you and you know how real that is and, 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 and he's empowering you to overcome anything else that you face in life. He's real. God is real. Amen. First John 4, 4 says this. You're of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. And that's what I want to look at for the rest of this evening is he in the world versus he in you. He that's in the world versus he that's in you. Why did I think about dying all the time before I was born again? Because he in the world was telling me lies because he wasn't in me. I didn't have anything to combat the thoughts and the things that were being spoken. I didn't have anything to combat that. But now, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. In John 3.16, I want to look at this verse and focus on a point, and then I want to look at another passage about the Holy Spirit and focus on a point, and then I want to make this declaration. John 3.16, for God so loved the what? Okay. The world. You, 1 John 4, 4, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who's in the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world 
God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Because the world isn't born again, right? The world. The world isn't born again. I was part of the world and I wasn't born again. And what I thought about all the time was dying. That's not life, right? Then I accepted Jesus as my Savior and something changed, but it changed over time. It changed as I developed, changed as I became aware of what was on the inside of me. It came specifically from a verse of Scripture, 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. If I've quoted that verse of Scripture in my life once, I've quoted it, I don't know how many thousands and thousands of times. And it was a lifesaver because it gave me life when I didn't have any life. And when I got born again and accepted Jesus, things opened up and things began to change and I began to realize why I thought those kind of thoughts. Right? Why would a a young guy beat up an old lady, an older lady, take all of her money and steal her food? Why would a younger guy do something like that? I'll tell you this, that's not a young man that's filled with the Spirit of God and drawing from the Spirit of God and listening to the voice of the Spirit. Somebody wouldn't do something like that. So what's that from? The world. Spirit that's from God, Spirit of the world. Correct? That's why people do things like that. The rest of this verse... Verse 17, then in John 3, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that that the world through Him might be saved. The guy that beat the old woman, the elder woman up, stole her money, he needs to be saved. Right? He needs to be saved and filled with the Spirit. You don't make decisions like that. You don't think about dying all your life. No, that comes from not being aware of who you are. Because that guy that beat up the older lady, when I was 10, 12, 15 years old, thinking about dying every day, I was created in the image of God, but I wasn't born again. When you're born again, you're born a second time, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. In this passage in John 3, Jesus said that to Nicodemus. So the only way that you can be born a second time is if you were born a first time. You're born a first time and then you're born a second time and now He lives in you, but you've got to be aware of the fact on a daily basis that's got to be developed that He's really in you. You ever met somebody surely got born again, and they've walked so far away from it because they're not aware of it. It doesn't mean that God left them. They left the awareness of the fact that they're born again. 
And we have to keep that. that. That's a real thing. You know, I'm talking tonight, I think, for the most part, to all born-again people in the house. Maybe I mean, a couple of people, I'm not sure of you, who you are or whatever, but for the most part, everybody sitting in here is born again. You need to hear this. You need to be encouraged by the fact that you're born again and be aware of what can happen when you acknowledge His greatness. Just acknowledging the fact that whatever you face day to day, He and you is greater than anything you face in the world, no matter what. Being aware of that, just, just that in itself creates an atmosphere for victory and an ability to overcome. Can you say amen? Amen. Luke chapter 11 and verse 9. So I say to you, ask and it will be given. This is Jesus talking. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you'll find. Knock and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives. He who seeks finds. And to him who knocks it will be opened. If a son asks for bread from any, any father among you, Will he give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? Or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your, to your who? Children. So this is a story about a father and his kids. I said, this is a story about a father and his kids. How much more... How much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask Him? My statement from these two passages here is this. Christ, God's only Son, was His gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is His gift to His kids. I'm going to say that again. Christ is God's gift to the world. You're from the world, but you're not of the world. You, you lived once in it because you were born into it. Everybody was born into the world, the system, the thinking, the spirit of the world. We were all born into it, came through the birth canal or C-section or however you came out, but you came out. But the story in Luke 9 here is taught, or in um, Luke 11 is talking about a father to his kids. So in essence, he's talking to people that are born again. Now, this was before born again, but that's who he's talking about. This story is about a future tense, and this story has to do with you and I, all of humanity. His gift to you and I, no strings attached, is the baptism of the Holy Spirit. What happened on the day of Pentecost. That's His gift to you and I. 
And what that does is that connects you and I with Him so we can know everything we need to know about every situation and there not be anything left out and everything is covered. Everything. Everything is covered. You just have to believe it. I'll say it again. Christ was and is God's gift to the world. The Holy Spirit is God's gift to His kids. Because you can't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit unless you're born again. So you have to accept the born-again life first to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. The person of the Holy Spirit being active in your life. You being able to learn how to yield to Him and His ideas. Your human spirit and the Holy Spirit are one, and that is your conscience. So when you need an answer for something, if you learn how to yield to Him, He will give you an answer even when it seems like your head's saying that's totally contrary. You can be dealing with an individual, with somebody that's treating you wrong, and your head is screaming out to retaliate or to think it's this or it's because of that or they've done this, and, and you can think it's one thing, but when you step back and you yield to the person of the Holy Spirit, the gift that God gave you, He'll tell you what the real story is. He'll give you the Paul Harvey version. (laughs) The rest of the story. You know, that happens all the time. And the reason being is that the way and the thinking The spirit of the world does not think like the spirit of God. So it's always different. Always. That's why Isaiah said that the one that was coming would be one that was not, that didn't judge things by what he saw with his eyes or he heard with his ears. You and I have to learn how to live that way in life that we're not moved by what we see with our eyes, hear with our ears. But listen to me. There's not anything, <laughs> just I'm talking about in the natural realm, that's more difficult than that. I mean, in every situation, I mean, I, I'm realizing one of, the thing, one of the reasons I'm teaching this tonight in, in the... In the years past, as I've taught on the Holy Spirit, I've never taught this message before. I've never taught it just like this. But every day of my life, I'm realizing more and more the fact that I'm born again and that the gift of the Holy Spirit has been given to me. And it's not just that I can pray in other tongues, it's what praying in other tongues produces. Hmm. There's not anything greater. That, that 1 John 
4.4, the first part of that fourth verse. You are of God. I'm of God. I'm a child of God. And I've overcome them. Who's them? All those other voices. Because those other voices are other spirits. And that's what he's talking about in this verse is anti-anointed spirits that want to camouflage themselves like they're the real thing. They're counterfeits. But they're voices. And those voices talking in your head all the time. If you're breathing, you got uh, all kinds of voices speaking to you. If you're breathing. Ah, no, that didn't happen to me. No, 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 you're lying. You are lying or you're just not aware of how many voices are speaking to you. Because they're coming. They come at you. We have the ability to shut them down, but they come. And as long as you're breathing on this earth, they're coming. That's their job. And they do it a whole lot better than most Christians in being faithful to come and do their job. Holy Spirit wants you and I to be active with what I'm talking about tonight and what we're going to talk about in the days ahead regarding the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to be active in hearing His voice so that He can do His job. See, in the earth, it looks like to a lot of people that the devil's got the upper hand over God. Don't even think for a second that that's so. But it does look like it. Why? Because the church is not being the church. And the church is the church by, number one, being born again. Number two, being baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues and then developing and practicing that and learning how to submit to the voice of God so that all the other voices take a back seat. You're not ruled by all the other voices. See all the other voices? You know what they're telling you? Oh, look, look at that. Oh, oh, did you hear that? Oh, did you feel that? Oh, my gosh. They're all just talking, 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 you know, how, how bad everything is and this and all. No, 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 no. I mean, it's constant. That's why when you can turn things off and shut things down and not spend time meditating and looking at all the mess that's going on out there, I'd encourage you to do that. Yeah, but Pastor, we, just, we, we need to know things. The old saying, what you don't know won't hurt you. <laughs> when you're walking in the things of God, that's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. When you're walking in the things of God, because He'll make you aware of the things that you need to know. And you know, just once a week, go to some coffee shop at like 6 in the morning and just sit there and they'll tell you everything and then you can get up and leave. You know, just sit next to somebody, you know, like there's a, especially a, a group of, say, older guys, you know, and they're drinking coffee. They'll tell you about everything that's on the news and everything's happening, all that kind of stuff. And then you can get that. That'll be your dose for the week, and then you can leave. You don't even have to turn the TV on. They'll tell you everything about what's going on. I'm just joking. But not really. <laughs> but not really. <clears throat> so... Christ is God's gift to the world. Holy Spirit is God's gift to His kids. Can you say amen? amen? 
John 14 and verse 15. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I'll pray the Father, and He will give you another helper, that He may abide with you forever. And what's His name? Spirit of truth. Whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees Him or knows Him. See, the only way the world would believe that He's real is if they saw Him. You think most of the world might believe in Him if He flew in on a white horse? (laughs) Yeah, maybe half of them. Be a bunch of other skeptics, but, but half of them would. Some of them that are kind of riding the fence or close to the fence, they'd see him on a white horse, you know, and he was flying through the sky and he said, I'm Jesus. There'd be some believers. But the world and the world's way of thinking and the world's system that we've just been talking about, they can't receive him because they, because they don't see him and they don't know him. But... I'll say it like this in the rest part of this verse right here. I'm reading this to myself. How about you? But I know Him. He dwells with me. And on that side of the cross, Jesus said, He will be in you. But on this side of the cross, He's in me. I know Him. He dwells in me. And He's with me. Everywhere I go, He's with me. I'm never without Him, so there's not anything I can't do and accomplish. And I don't have to be afraid of them. And them just represents the enemy in every form, every style, in every way. The enemy is them. Do not be afraid of them because the greater one's in me. So anything that I see... And anything that I hear, that has to do with the world's way of thinking. He said the world, they can't see Him, so they don't believe in Him. They don't believe in me is what Jesus was saying. The world doesn't believe in me because they can't see me and they don't know me. But you can see me internally and you know me and so all is well. I'll speak that for myself. And yet, and yet... Living this kind of a lifestyle of having to do everything by faith in God and trust in God, the things that I'm telling you right now, I, I, don't, have, I, have, I don't have any record of you know, God's stamp on it to where you could see that this is really true and what I'm saying is really the truth. You have to believe what I'm saying is true because the Bible says it. Well, that's our proof. Well, I mean, but, you know. There's 101 Google posts that you could find that contradict the Bible and say that it's not real and you can't believe it and you can't trust it and you can't this and that and the other. You can find all kinds of people to tell you that. By faith, you have to believe this is real. And I'm telling you, it, it can wear on you to walk by faith. It can wear, it can wear on you. But when I'm weak, he's strong. So it's a win-win. 
Uh, you, you ever had a weary day walking in the things of God? Like, like you're weary, you're, you're frustrated, you know, you didn't see something you wanted to see, and you know, it, it, this didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen, and, and you feel frustrated? Yeah. And you feel weak? You ever felt like wanting to give up, do something different? Ah, you know, I don't know about all that. I'm, I'm kind of tired of it. Yeah. People feel that way all the time, and a lot of people give into it. But not me. How about you? Not me. I'm staying with it, staying in faith, trusting God, walking by faith, and trust that what God says is so is more real than what I see, what I hear, and how I feel. Just all boils down to that right there. Truly. Back to 1 Corinthians 2, and I'm going to end with this passage. I'm not going to read the whole chapter like I did last week. 1 Corinthians 2, and I'm just going to start with verse 12. And I want, you, I want to remind you of everything that I've said tonight about being saved, being born again, being baptized in the Holy Spirit, the importance of both of those. That Christ that was given to the world was God's gift to the world. He was the second helper sent to the world, or the the first helper that was sent to the world. Holy Spirit was the second helper, right? And the Holy Spirit, God's gift to His kids. So, if you're born again and you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, you need teaching on how to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. You, You just do. The Bible says so. It's not just a flippant thing where you just pray for somebody and it, just, and it just happens. It can happen that way if you're led to do that. I've, I have friends in ministry that, that have a strong anointing for that, and I've seen it happen time and time again. But what they told me was they don't do that. They, they, the anointing is so strong with them that most of the time, every time they lay hands on people, whether they've been taught or not, they start praying in other tongues. But when they're not taught, they don't keep it. So I say, let's teach it first and then pray. Amen? So tonight, that's what I've kind of built a foundation for what the, the, I know our worship Wednesday is next, next Wednesday, but the next time we minister on this, that's what we're going to do is build a foundation of the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of praying in other tongues. It's for every single person. Amen. Amen. 1 Corinthians 2 and verse 12. Now we have received not, 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 not. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world. Woo! Glory to God. But the Spirit who is from God that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. That we might know those things. Not just suppose so. Not just, well, I heard someone else say that this is true. Well, I heard somebody else testify of some good thing that happened to them. No, no, no. That you know. Where does that come from? How can you freely know the things that have been given to you by God? The Spirit of God. Not the Spirit of the world. These things we also speak, not in words with 
which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual, and in the literal Greek, it's spiritual words. Not what man's wisdom teaches. What I'm teaching you tonight is man teaching by the Holy Spirit, but I'm teaching. Right? But then the Holy Spirit inside of you will take what you hear preached and reveal to you things that man could never reveal. That's where revelation comes from, is from the Holy Spirit, not man. That's what he's saying right here. Now watch this. And I want to leave you with this, just kind of, I'm leaving you with this point tonight, but, but I, want you to, I want you to see this really strongly. He said, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Now, I'm not going to go into it tonight, but we'll pick this up and, and, and spend more time in this. I really encourage you to spend time in 1 Corinthians 2, the whole chapter. But what he's saying right here, remember, the natural man is not, is not a non-born-again person. That's not the natural man here. He's talking to the church at Corinth. You see that? But the natural man is a man born again, but not baptized in the Holy Spirit. Watch. The natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they're spiritually discerned. The natural man that is born again and still being moved by what he sees, what he hears, and how he feels is somebody that is either not baptized in the Holy Spirit or a person that has been but doing nothing with it. Do you see how important it is that we are actively involved doing our part in praying in the Spirit, learning to hear the voice of God, learning how to yield to the voice of the Spirit? It is so important that we live that way so that everything that God has done for us, we'll know it, and we're on the receiving end of it. Because listen, if, if God's manifested Himself in your life in healing, in prosperity, in deliverance, are you going to hold on to that and kind of store it in your safe and keep it away from everybody else? No, no you're going to give it to other people. That's why it's so important that the only real success in life that we're talking about right here is to come out of the natural way of thinking and learn how to yield to the Spirit and hear from the Spirit so that we can know all the things that God has done for us. So vitally important tonight. And in my stories that I told you in the beginning, where I'm concerned about thinking that all my growing or for, a, for a portion of my growing up, it's because I lack the things of God. Today, I can't tell you the last time I thought about dying, and if I was thinking about dying, it was just because of later on in my life when I'm done here, that dying isn't ceasing to exist, it's just passing over to the other side. When there's no fear about it, a fear of dying, then you don't think about dying. I got free of that. 
The, the example of the story that I told you about the, the guy doing what he did to the older lady. You get that person born again, and you get him baptized in the Holy Ghost and hearing, then he's going to get out of his natural ways and his natural way of thinking. Okay? So you can be not born again and be natural. You can be born again and be natural. I'm talking about in the soul. And when you understand that, you get rid of that whatever level you're at. You realize somebody that's born again, that's not tapped into the things of the Spirit, living by the way of the Spirit, can do a lot of horrific things because they're operating in the natural. In other words, they're operating from the Spirit of the world in their soul. Not in their spirit, but in their soul. Because they've not learned, either not activated the Spirit through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, or they have and they're doing nothing with it. And that's what that's why you and I, uh, uh, tell me, what was my third story? <laughs> I did? I, I know I told, I didn't tell three. Maybe I just told two. Wow, nobody knows my third story? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, know what I, I know what it was. I'm remembering. Remember where I said, just the crazy things that are going on in the world. How, there's so many crazy situations, and, and where if, if you've had any, you know, resemblance of normalcy in your life, in thinking, like years, in years past, to see some of the things in the last three or four years that have gone on and that are still happening and appearing like they're increasing, you're thinking, why? Because people don't know God. You wouldn't do those things. You wouldn't have these new ideas about what life is and existence and all these kinds. You wouldn't have those kind of ideas. You wouldn't think that way. You're thinking naturally. Either non-born again or born again still thinking natural because you're not yielding to the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2 really describes that. He said, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned to that natural man. I don't know about you, but I, <laughs> I'm a spirit being who is baptized in the Holy Ghost because he's born again, who is allowing spiritual discernment to rule in my life. How about you? Amen? Amen? That's who we are in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we invite you to share it with someone in your life. We would love for you to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can also download our app and stay connected to Gates and access to the Word of God anytime you need it. We are believing that the seed of today's Word is going deep in your heart and that you always remember God is more than enough in every situation of your life.